You're listening to Fortnite Podcast with your host, Too Loud TX and Monster Defense. What up, what up, what up, and welcome to another episode of the Fortnite Podcast brought to you by me and Monster Deface. That's right, and all of our amazing Patreons. So thank yep. you guys so much for all the shout out to uh, to our Patreons. Thank you guys so much for the support. Uh, like we've said the past two weeks, you can join us and get our extra episodes that we were just talking about before the show for as little as two dollars and ninety nine cents a month. You can show yourself a favor and uh, you know love us a little bit, and we will love you a little bit back. So make sure you guys do that for two ninety nine. Uh, thank you guys and everybody that's supporting us on whatever level you are on Patreon. We really appreciate that. Well, without further ado, of course. The one, the only, the man that you guys see his beautiful face about every weekend, maybe every other weekend on the Fortnite streams, Mr. Monster D-Face. What's going on, buddy? What is up, guys? We're on the road, man. So if I sound like a brand new, like if I got a little older, ooh, I did, right? Ooh, By a couple ooh. of days. But uh, <laughs> we're recording from a hotel right now. Hopefully you guys are, are you know, excited, just as excited as I am to, to come on here every week. So what's up, y'all? Yeah, man, I'm excited to have you here. As always, talk Fortnite like we do every week. But we do have a special guest with us here today. And uh, you guys might know him. He's made a few appearances himself on a little Fortnite action. All right. Uh, but Mr. Shio Wager, what's going on, buddy? How you doing? Yo, yo, feeling good, looking good. It's a good day. Nice weather. Um, Yeah, glad to be here. Thank you, guys. Yeah, man, we're happy to have you here and break down uh, some of the competitive Fortnite scene as we jump into the last week here of the World Cup. Guys, before we get started, make sure you are following us at, at, on Twitter at the Fortnite Podcast and, of course, Monster D Faces YouTube channel. If you're not watching that, you're actually doing your eyes a disservice. You should pleasure your eyes and go see some Monster D Face YouTube channel videos. And uh, trust me, they'll make you happy. You will sleep better at night when you have this knowledge of Fortnite from Monster D Face. Yeah, listen, so. also, if, if, if you want... I've been releasing vlogs, man. So if you're curious what it looks like behind the World Cup stage, just in, you know, the day-to-day -day operations going to these, you know, let's say networking party events, um, <laughs> <laughs> go check it out. It's a lot of good fun. A lot of fun content uh, being thrown out since since I'm on the road. Been on the road for about two weeks. So a little, little different. Spicing things up. Because why not? And you get to see Lady D-Face as well. So you can oh, check yeah, out she's Lady made her She made her debut pretty, like, pretty heavy this week. You yeah, know, yeah, she's yeah, usually... Yeah camera but i'm like nah you're you're i'm shoving this gopro in your face <laughs> <laughs> well it's been uh it's been fun watching those videos so guys make sure you go do that and like we said at the beginning of the show if you want to support us on patreon please 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 do so if we get to 100 i told monster face if we get to 100 patrons we'll do live shows so that's my commitment so you know that that's on you now, Monster. You got to get the rest of the community involved in doing it if you want to do live shows. That's all I guess. Every, I'll tell you this. Every time I've gone live, I've seen a new patron kind of hop in and or tell me they're going to make that commitment. So I'm pushing, baby. Yeah, you yeah, got yeah. This. Here we go. Here we go. Well, let's jump in here uh, to you, Shio, and talk a little bit about your gaming history, man. Um, and, and set up this, the, you know, set up the, the, the great knowledge that you have about Fortnite and, you know, your... <laughs> Uh, your expertise in the Fortnite pro scene. So, but, but before we get that, I want to set it up. So let's talk a little bit about your gaming history, where you come from and how you first started your foot into the Fortnite scene. Yeah. So like gaming history wise, you know, everyone as a kid got like their game boy. I saved up a dollar a day for like a year and a half, got mine all the way back in Dubai. Um, you know, 
you go, you play a few casual games here and there, and then COD hit, you know, Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. And that's where I kind of, you know, got straight into comp stuff, game battles, um, you know, it's free agent stuff, me and the crew, some clans and whatnot. Um, and then you got a little bit more serious. League of Legends hit the scene. That requires a bit more brains. There's a whole hierarchy there, um, you know, coaching, playing as a part of multiple teams, yep. IGLs, roles. And then that got more serious in CSGO. And then eventually hit the college scene, you know, going for some education, but never left esports behind. Played on a few uh, collegiate teams for my university, uh, Wilfred Laurier, uh, for Heroes of the Storm, and then Overwatch as well, uh, which was a lot of fun. Uh, got dookied on basically a lot of semesters, but learned a lot in terms of, you know, you get, you get a jersey. He came out with profits at the end of the day. Right. Um, and then Fortnite hit, and I actually hated the game at first because I was really into PUBG. That's where I kind of learned about, you know, Battle Royale working with a team. Um, matches were actually a lot longer, you know, 30 minutes on average, 40 minutes um, compared to Fortnite's slower pace. But then one day picked up a controller actually and played Fortnite on the PS4 outside teaching my friend's girlfriend how to play and found an RPG, got a win. And I was like, this game's cool. Let's try it on the PC. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we're here now. You know what it so, is. So um, the controller yeah. brought you into the world and you betrayed the controller. You betrayed yeah, me. <laughs> you betrayed yeah. us, Shio. Uh, well, okay. Hold on. There's a lot of words you said there. I don't know if you caught all this monster, but all right, let's start here. He said yeah. Dubai, first of all, okay? He bought oh, his Game Boy in Dubai. So we're got to go back to that. Uh, League of Legends, CSGO, Here's a Storm, okay, uh, Blizzard, oh, right? Like, all mechanical, yeah. beast games, man. Yeah, so let, let's start back. <laughs> First off, Dubai. Tell me about this so we can get to know you a little better. You're from Dubai? You lived in Dubai? What, what's the story there? Yeah, so I, I was born in Pakistan, um, but then my parents, you know, business opportunities and, you know, you can't spell business without Dubai in the middle. So that's where we moved to. Um, that was a fun time. You know, air, we, we had my mom was in, uh, involved in Emirates. My dad was involved in the banks. I was just involved in, you know, playing games as a kid and uh, going to school. That was that was that and, and a little bit of food, you know. We, we on the chunky side. So, I represent. So, so your parents still living in Dubai? <laughs> no, no. We all moved to Canada like in 05. Okay. And uh ever since then, you know, just wow, what a change yeah. from Dubai to Canada. No hate to anybody at Canada, <laughs> but holy yeah. cow, going from like, you know, the beaches and the beautiful scenery of Dubai to I mean, anywhere else would be tough. Yeah, man, it's uh especially the weather, not gonna lie, the snow shoveling and whatnot um it's fun though yeah <laughs> it's uh it's it's a fun time overall you know yeah, that, long the whole that can be quite a change so then you said you know you got in the league which i'm a big league guys too I, I got in the league early on like i knew reggie before tsm existed all right so like okay right okay. Back, back in the days so, so i go back with you when it comes to league i remember those days um, yeah, yeah. In, in fact, I don't know if you remember this little side note is when Shivana or Shivana come, came out when she turned into dragon form, you know, Shivana, the very first time, like I ever played her in the jungle. That was for me, like the moment that like hit was like, holy crap, I, I, I can jungle in this game. I'm going pro. <laughs> of course, it never yeah. happened. But yeah, that was awesome. Uh, but then you said like CSGO. So like first person shooters then you got like you know heroes of the storm which is similar to 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 league obviously and all that but you've had this career uh, already of playing so many games and getting into it what is it i have to ask you like is it just the fact of the competition that pulls you in or is there something about gaming in general specifically that continue pulls you back in and gets you this this addicted personality or this addiction to being good at a game and being better at a game than everybody else 
it's it's just the learning experience and like the whole trendsetter attitude. I want to be the, the the first to like everything that happens, and I also want to be the best at it, right? Right. Um, and it's just like it, with school as well. It's the same thing, you know. Like the the first time you take a course, you can only kind of do that twice a year, and then it kind of gets stale. But with games, like you know, a new game comes out every you know three months, two months, a year, like the next big thing. Right. It's just it's just a dope learning experience just waiting to happen, and it's always different game to game genre genre um it's whatever meshes well you know it can teach you a lot and then you can apply that to the next game um PUBG was the dopest thing for me because it took like a lot of games and brought them together for the first time like i had a friend who loved racing games wouldn't touch any other games i had a friend who just like metal gear solid i like shooters i'm like look at PUBG, bro you can drive the car wherever you want i don't care <laughs> i just need four people right like and um, we won't shoot anyone to like the third circle like don't worry we'll all get like you know are just in at the end of the day. So like games right. like that, you know, like Overwatch where a lot of stories come together um, and everyone can just play their own game, playing the game and then learn as well. That's just, that, that attracts me. Yeah. And, um, yeah. No, I, I definitely agree. Monster. I mean, you know how hard it is to continue to push through and, and create content and go move on from game to game from a content perspective, but especially from a player's perspective, that can sometimes be really tough. I mean, uh, you know, having the knowledge that he has, what does that bring to the Fortnite community when you start talking about competitive play and what he's known for, which is basically, right, reviewing, VOD reviewing and really going over what what's happening in the competitive scene? No, nah, he said it actually best. It was a nice little gem in there if you guys didn't catch it. When you play a game, that experience will like in parallel layer right on top of the next Thing that kind of comes out you can apply uh stuff that you learn especially this game sense people always ask like, how do i build game sense like legit it's from gaming 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 the reason like positioning and and my like quote unquote like natural knowledge came early on in fortnite it's like i played h1z1 so i was already learning br h1z1 was like close to 200 man lobbies so it's disgustingly populated you have to be very careful where you position yourself but then PUBG took things uh even further in PUBG too like it's very slow you will get punished for being in the wrong spot at the wrong time um so with that when Fortnite came out it kind of took all that but then added a layer to it you could build to go against the odds and and that that right there is the perfect like dude i know i should be on high ground how do i get there well i can build so like early on way before people can like kind of started getting it like there are a lot of guys that are ahead of the scene because they just had the game sense, the, the knowledge from playing other games. So I think, I think that right there is the most important thing you guys can take away is, dude, try games out, have fun with them. But don't forget that at the end of the day, it's not lost, man. When you, when you get to those other games, like you will like pick things up and, and apply it. So uh, and that, that's the dopest part yeah. about video gaming, man. Like, <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about you guys, but I tried out that battalion. Um, I think it's nuts, man. It's mad fun. It's got like again, we talk about like different games kind of meshing and bringing a new experience. Like there, there's some there's some games out there, man, that, that have potential for the scene. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I you know I think that's one of the great things about esports that puts esports aside from any other sport is we're always gonna have another game that keeps going, right? Like basketball, you're always gonna play basketball. Like you, you always know what's gonna be, right? There's always gonna be football. There's always gonna be soccer, whatever the sport is. But like in gaming, the sport always changes. Yep. Like it's always going to be changing. Right. And that's, what's so exciting about esports. but let's get back to this child. You uh, obviously, you know, we, we say this pedigree you've had and you've, and you've built this knowledge in the gaming scene. And like I said, you, you're known for a lot of your VOD reviews and things that you do when you look at the Fortnite scene, what was it that brought you into Fortnite? And 
got your foot into the door like hey man I, this is the game i really want to spend extra time on i really want to take the extra steps on and really be involved in the community uh what what was what was that process like for you um for me like it started off just obviously playing casually but then when i got into scrims um i saw that there were a lot of people scrimming but no one really talking about scrims or you know helping people out who were scrimming or you know just there was very little content creation back last summer in terms of just getting better at the game um other than like clickbait you know get a 20 kill bomb game in pubs i started playing on a server called like fortnite exp uh way back in the day and it was primarily focused on scrims um and i tried streaming multiple times as well um eventually i figured out that you could just stream kind of analytical play-by-play stuff um while playing the game and then i figured out while i was doing it every game is so different and there's so many situations that no matter you know you eventually in league you get bored or you know in cs you run the same map over and over again and it gets stale but like with fortnite it's the same map it's building and every game is just so different that there's always something to learn so it's an literally an infinite time sink in a sense for analyzation because you'll never see the same situation twice that you can just knock off um so you know going, going full into that people liked it as well and um, the biggest thing about Fortnite is the downtime within the game is you can interact a lot while you're playing, especially when you're just VOD reviewing. But like in, in League of Legends, you got to focus on farming a lot, right? Like right. you can't really stop, talk to chat. Um, in CS, yeah, like when you're dead, I guess you can talk. But if you're going to miss stuff in Fortnite, though, you know, you're traveling on foot. The builds can just block the first shot you take. Then you go back into action mode. There's a lot of downtime, which is uh, which is dope. Yeah. No, I definitely agree with that. Uh, you know, as you have continued to review these, you know, different players and different things and build a name for yourself in the Fortnite scene, and you look back at it, is is Fortnite an esport? That's my question for you today. Is 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 Fortnite esport? And the second part of that is how do you feel how Epic has framed this pro player scene or, you know, the esport as itself as hey we're not following anything else we're going to be our own competitive nature we're going to do our own thing like what is your thought when you think about fortnite and the word esports or what we've known as esports the thing that connects both of those words in my opinion is evolution um esports by definition is always included like a limitation of team versus team um specifically two teams whether it be 5v5 uh 6v6 3v3 the thing with Fortnite, which why a lot of people don't see it as an esport, is that there's not like a side to root for per se, right? Um, it's very different. There's very specific um, instances where it's usually one side versus another. Back in the day, squads was a thing for that. But um, it, 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 I think it is an esport, but it's changing the way esports can be. And it has the opportunity to, you know, be flexible and do things both ways. Recently, though, it's been uh the 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 downwards way rather than the <laughs> upwards way but um like it's i i think it is an esports we've seen you know the biggest thing with esports is storylines unfortunately you know it's hard to do that when there's a hundred different uh you know pathways coming in you're trying to identify similarities um but i, I honestly think just with, over time and with experimentation which is going on it, it can be further defined into that you know and, and mesh well with that 5v5 team v team dynamic yeah a monster, whether people can agree or disagree that it's an esport, I think he said something as a key there that I, w- I want to ask you about in your knowledge of it is uh, from a BR standpoint, from a Battle Royale standpoint, without Fortnite, I feel like we would still be like miles behind on experimental types, like he said, of things that people might try to do in this space. 
But Fortnite and Epic continue to try new things and do new things in the space. Is that is that the you know is that path per se been the best choice or like what is your feeling on as they move forward maybe the 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 reception of the competitive side of East, uh, of Fortnite and how they present it? I think. Uh... Imagine a world where the biggest game in the world suddenly, right, just explodes, boom, and then they decide, you know what? I finally have all the power in the world to make my own rules and and do it the way I want to do it. And then they go out and chase that vision. That's extremely ambitious, and because of that, you just have to respect the boundaries that um, Epic Games and, and Fortnite have taken for the entire scene, the initiative they've taken, right. the torch they've held, and, you know, the the wounds they've they've gotten in the process right because no one's <laughs> going to be perfect but hey think about the boundaries like they kind of pioneered the scene for open platform gaming crossing xbox and ps4 don't forget that like accolade right like that is incredible they have meshed every single platform under one hub and not only that they're trying to build the same game on every single device so that everyone has also the same experience yeah um so it is i think without saying that it, it's a it's a tall drink to order <laughs> and try and chug down but these guys are going for it man they got the boot filled dude yeah and they've 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 been knocking it back so um yeah man i mean i i respect i respect all that and dude i don't expect anyone that's trying to pave the way the way they have uh, to be perfect, not even close, especially when everyone kind of knows this certain structure. It's like saying, hey, you know what? We're not going to do two plus two to get to four anymore. We're going to do like 2.1 plus 1.9. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah. I mean, that's how we want to do it. I, like, I, I've, said it really I've said weird. it multiple times and it finally hit me you know, like a month ago when we were talking about this for so many weeks in a row was like, people say, oh, this isn't an esport. Or, oh, this isn't what an esport would do. And it's like, at one point, I finally tweeted out, like, I get it. Epic's de- decision is that they will design what an esport is for them. Like, what, like literally, what competitive is for them. It, it, yeah, I was just going to say, it's not even esport. It's about just bringing the competitive, pulling the competitive nature out of people. Um, the way I see it is if, if you, if, if one person steps down, dude, there are so many people ready to take your shoes and, and step up and, and mm-hmm. bring it on in this, this challenge, this atmosphere, because if there's, if there's a competitive scene out there that revolves around an ever evolving situation right now, it's Fortnite. Like you have to really respect people that can, or that have pulled in cross qualifications across the amount of, uh, changes that a game like Fortnite has gone through in a short period of time. Like Aiden's a great example. Every open qualification that he's attempted to get into, he has like literally pushed his way through that door, regardless of the state of the game, no excuses and, and like making it happen. So it, it's man, there's you, you're, there are some fierce competitors in Fortnite and that's why people are so passionate and like vocal about it because you gotta think about it, man, these guys are, you have to be a real or have a real warrior spirit to, like oh say, no you know what the game changes dude and, and then to come out on top and keep doing it it's like it's it's insane but so i had that's this, how the devs are too i had this crazy thought we're talking about Fortnite and its impact and look this is not a stroke epics you know whatever day okay this is what <laughs> i'm trying to do but the the reality is is that the other day i thought about this there's a random thought when i'm thinking about you know what we're gonna do on the show this week and it's that 
I remember times in my life when I was when I was little, like, you know, significant things that happened in culture, right? Like Michael Jordan, right? Like the Cowboys winning three Super Bowls, right? Troy Aikman, like all these superstars. And I thought, what will my kids look back and think about? What will they remember, right? Like my seven-year-old son, what will he remember? I guarantee you he, everybody in 15, 20 years, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years will say, do you remember that guy Ninja? What was that game he played? Oh, Fortnite. Do you remember Fortnite? Like that crap, like legit, no lie. That will be something in history. And I don't, I wonder if, 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 if Tyler's ever thought about that. Like when people talk about the Beatles, and Michael Jordan and Michael Jackson and cultural phenomenons, like people that were crazy cultural phenomenons, he is now in that era. And it's mainly oh, he, he it, broke that. And it's due to yeah. Fortnite. Right? It's due oh, to yeah. Fortnite. Um, and Fortnite broke that for the world. There's never been a game where grandparents, parents, mother I mean, the closest thing I can say Fortnite is to is the Wii. Do y'all remember like the phenomenon of the Wii, right? Everybody was getting a Nintendo Wii and they were playing Wii sports and everything. Like they were in old folks' homes playing Wii. But like even if you go ask my grandpa what Fortnite is, not because he's my grandpa, because he hears it from every grandkid in the world, he knows what Fortnite is, right? And it's just crazy that they've created this phenomenon. And it's like what you said. There, it took us a while, but I think what we've realized as as a community is like, this isn't your traditional esport. They're going to no, do whatever not. they want because they can, because they are Fortnite and this crazy phenomenon. And they're trying things and it's actually good, right? It's not like, hey, we're just the bosses. We can do what we want. It's like, we're trying to find other things to do instead of just stay inside the box and continue to go down this road of, all right, invite this team, play on this, play at this thing, right? So um, yeah, and I'm I just I just want to like lay this on top of like I'm empathetic to the players that obviously have to go through the you know the mental hustle to kind of push through this, but I'm I'm just looking at this from a from an outside perspective of just the structure and of what is you know these guys are trying to accomplish like literally changing yep. the atmosphere and and the structure of what is esports so that's that's all I was trying to get at there just so no one you know I, I get the comments right you know, misconstrued like hey don't be the bandwagon today what happened Marcus? <laughs> like I ain't even I'm not talking about state of the game this has nothing to do with the state of the game we're talking about the boundaries that they're pushing in the esports industry just as a whole just saying like hey yeah they took they took the flag they threw the flag out and it's like this is what we're doing yeah, right? yeah we're they're not like, talking about the state doing, of the game at all yeah yeah this is yeah. Not, nothing about the state yeah. of the game we're talking about like epic games and and how they're like pioneering the industry in crazy ways. And that, I mean, and we could go on with this, like even the, the Epic Games store, right? Like they're giving developers, you, you guys might not have read these articles, but they're, they're helping even devs make more money because they're just that big to do so. Like supporter creator code is another example. Content creators having the power and I could go on for days about this. This is crazy. They <laughs> support the creator the code, scene. right? Monster D-Face, by the way. Facts. Facts. Uh, <laughs> but hey, by the way, I used your code on Dauntless the other day. Like I'm in Dauntless. I'm about to buy something in Dauntless for five bucks. And it's like literally it jumps in right there and it says, Do you want to use a creator code? Like right there. Like See? they are changing gaming, right? Like, and I and, and I think that's a great segue into like, we're not talking about the state of Fortnite, right? We're just talking about what Fortnite has done and what they're trying to do in as far as like moving in the space right and what's going on and talking about that i want to talk about the world cup a little bit with you shio you we have this format right that we had never seen before really ever in esports you kind of saw something similar maybe like in the old mlg days right in cod or people yeah. would go to events and try to do it 
But this is the first time we've ever seen it like online in this qualifier. I want to get your overall thoughts so, so far on the format and what we've seen kind of uh, make its way through these past weeks of, you know, we have EU and NA separately and people go to different times and there's set spots for that. Like, give me your overall feel for the format and what you think it's kind of portrayed to the pro players. Um, it's a, it's a stress test for sure. Like it's, it's 10 weeks of, of nonstop grind, um, 10 weekends where essentially if you want to be the top of the top, that weekend's dedicated to Fortnite. um, compared to formats in the past, it's literally helped a lot of players, but also kind of baited or trapped a lot of others. Um, I'm, I'm looking at like, you know, old water views. I used to play like alongside clicks and dubs back in FNPL and they used to be the bottom of the barrel, right? They weren't, th that was a whole placement era of only the win mattered. Right. And with this new format um, evolving every week, it's like the, the eliminations, the kill aspect of it um, just, just changes so much and just allows players to, you know, we didn't really discover this whole ping thing to like week six or seven um, is, is when it really started blowing up on Reddit and stuff. And like all, all these little things come together. Uh, and I'm surprised it actually stayed the same for 10 weeks as well. I thought they'd switch it up a little bit, but I, I think it's a good format. My only issue with it is I wish there was like um, a third layer in the middle where it was like a hundred, like, you know, instead of having six qual spots, maybe 12 over the 10 weeks, then customs, then finals at the very end. Right. Um, just to kind of like, you know, sift through the crop, um, the cream of the crop and see who actually plays in relation to older seasons. Uh, one thing with Epic that I've seen in terms of format to format is sometimes they lose like the most pivotal parts of the format they've made before. Um, and let that go. Like, you know, we had a dope thing going in Winter Royale with online quals to, you know, customs and semis and then the big finals. But now it just seems like, you know, we're missing one aspect of it in this one. Although they, you know, they've got the good stuff up with the points and, you know, the aesthetic. I just wish that it was a little bit more, um, you know, all the stairs were evenly right, heighted. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Or measured. No, I, and I think that goes back to what we were talking about, like how they're trying stuff. Um, yeah. I agree with you. I, you know, from a viewer standpoint, I even like some of the things we did at TwitchCon, which were like, uh, they had, um, um, what was that? That extra time, like a three minute slot where people could get the bonus, right? And whoever got that bonus got an extra 10 grand or whatever oh, yeah, it was. Big bonus. Yeah, 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 that was fun. Yeah. So like from a viewer standpoint, there were some things they've also tried too. I'd like to see. I think, you know, as they continue to figure things out, I would really like to see almost a format of like where they have these, these, these big events at, you know, maybe they're even at trade show things that we've seen like PAX and, and, and uh, TwitchCon and things like that, that are like, uh, like stops, almost like tour stops, right? Where the players get to go play on a land setting and, you know, they compete for that thing and then they have a winner. And then maybe at the end, then you have a, a final kind of like the CWL does, right? Where they have the pro league during the weeks. And then they have these big events like at Anaheim and Dallas and everything else throughout the year. And then they have their, you know, the worlds, right? And mm -hmm. um, I, I, I hope that's kind of the format we lead to. I hope that this format that we see right now is just something that they use to maybe get to those, you know, events, right? And then you can have, you know, qualifications there and everything else. I just, I, I, you know, being able to be discovered in Fortnite, I think has been the, the biggest like aha moment for most people, right? Like that you have an opportunity to get, but I also think it's created a frustration. And this is where I want to talk to you guys about is I think there's just frustration also of like, okay, I'm putting everything into it. I'm dedicating everything to it. I'm, I'm, I might be even on an organization and I somehow, you know, am fighting over these other obstacles like, 
you know, connection, right? Just because of where we live, right? Or, uh, you know, whether it be, you know, RNG situations happen to you. As we look at those and we go through, is there, is there something to be said about these pro players that are on teams that aren't making it to the final, that aren't making it to Worlds? And what they do, maybe even from a, a head point, right? You've been in a lot of games, Shia, like me- mental game of this. How do they deal with going, all right, I didn't make it to Worlds. I'm not going and I'm supposed to still be a pro player. Yeah, I mean, like 90% of it is mental. And, you know, the format, I think, as I said before, is like is what base and traps people, right? Like you do so well on a placement-based format for like eight to nine months. And suddenly, you know, your, your stretch is taken away. That's one big, you know, jarring thing, real POV. And now you have to play on this whole new format that's not defined, that, you know, players will define week to week. And then every week you're not qualifying. Sometimes you don't make finals. Um, it weighs down on you, right? I've been in those positions before too. Like credibility as a VOD reviewer, right? If you can't play the game, then like, you know, what, what, what does that say for you personally? What does that say for people who watch your stuff? Um, if, if you're not good to go and you're claiming this is good, this is bad. Um, it's just, I, I don't know what the future will hold. That's one conversation as well as to, you know, open quals versus like a closed circuit, like a league has where orgs, orgs have to pick up players and then they have guaranteed play time. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's all in that experimentation thing that we talked about in the beginning. When you do that, you know, all these mental breaks start to happen. All these, like if it was a movie, like plot holes start to develop where, you know, players have to make a decision. Um, ultimately, uh, Monster was talking about, you know, the fact that you kind of craft great players and, you know, multi-qualers week to week, this system kind of teaches you how to be a champion really fast, gives you those kind of stressful opportunities, right? Faker, um, who's insane ahead of everyone else in League of Legends, gets those stressful opportunities like once or twice a year in the finals of like, you know, uh, bi-yearly pretty much. But right. like 15-year-old kids week to week are like two points away from $50,000. Like, they get a world's mo- they get like five years of faker in yeah. like 14 days, which is like insane. Like yeah. that that's pretty that's pretty nuts. And then like, you know, the opposite end of it. Like if faker didn't qual, which happened one year, you know, pro players get that who have like almost a million dollars in earnings, yeah. sometimes not calling, you know, week to week. So it's like it's it's different all around. It's just hard to gauge everything at the same time. Monster, what do you think the some of the toughest things are that players have to deal with as they go throughout this, especially with you being able to cast them and watch their playing, you know, from week to week? Yeah, well, I, I just want to touch on that a little bit too. But, uh, but before we get there, just think about remember when everyone thought like I didn't, I didn't win Ninja Vegas. My game career is <laughs> over. Like yeah. guys, that was not the last tournament, right? Like it wasn't the, these tournaments. Like just what Ninja Vegas, dude? That's you know old man. Like look at where we are now. So like Fortnite World Cup, yes, it's it's huge. Like it is huge, guys. Freaking thirty mil. But like it's not the end. Neither was you know, TwitchCon, neither was PAX, right? It's, neither was Secret Skirmish. Like, people feel like, damn, I wasn't invited to this. Like, it's over. Right. Like, your career's not over because you weren't invited to Fall Skirmish. Like, it's okay. There's going to be so much more opportunity for you to shine. Um, and, and it's also good to, like, understand that, hey, this is not your time, right? Like, Reverse, if Reverse would have quit because he didn't uh, pop off during Fall Skirmish after having a huge Summer Skirmish, he wouldn't be in Worlds right now. If Blue T would have quit after, like, grinding for wins, wasn't showing that he was number one anymore, and he just went quiet on E11 and he made that leap of faith, Blue T is in the Worlds, guys. He was, one of, he was literally E11's first pickup. He made a leap of faith. And you know, you got what I'm saying? That's the resilience. That's the consistency. You guys got to understand that you don't make it a Worlds. It's all right. As a competitive player, you got to just bite that bullet and, and take accountability. It's cool because ultimately, 
there is a lot, like a lot has to go in your favor. No one argues that. But when you look at these multi, uh, the multi qualifiers, people that have made it week in, week out, dude, they're doing something right. Like you gotta, you gotta do your homework. Well, what? And I, I can guarantee half of these guys are not actually VOD reviewing. They just get on Twitter, they mope and they try and do the same <laughs> thing the next day. Right. Like that's, that's, yeah. that's not going to help you uh, develop. You, you really have to do your homework because not one single person up until this point has had 10 beast games, perfect games, not even one at best. You get like maybe seven, maybe mm-hmm. seven out of your 10 rounds. If you even, even pop uh, 10, like no one's had a perfect run. We've seen Psalm, like Psalm had like five straight and you thought that's it. All he's got to do and then not qualify. Why? Cause his next five just didn't click. Those are errors. There's a lot of room for, for improvement. So anyways, no one's perfect. Like we have not reached a peak of Fortnite, maybe mechanically, but there's there's players that are lacking in some, you well, know, yeah. I mean, if you look, if you look, look at vivid, right. From summer skirmish. And then he didn't, he never won anything on a land. Right. And yeah, he had a until tough time. going to winters. Right. And in winter Royale, he finally won a victory Royale there one time. Right. Like, that was his first win, and then he 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 made it in Worlds, you know, week one, which would have been like you couldn't have guessed that, right? That wouldn't have happened. Yeah, like like it's crazy because Summer Skirmish breeded up some crazy talent, and then that Winter Royale format came around where they started opening up the doors, right? That open qualifier stuff. It's like, dang, hold on, this competition just got crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they started to meet their peers for real, but people didn't quit. Yeah, they kept going, and and now we're seeing them come through the Worlds. And 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 I'm not like buddy buddy with the open qualifier system. I I love the format in a in a sense, but if we can get that boil you down, like we said, to a custom level, like literally just from let's say Friday instead, you get top three thousand, uh, and then you put the top three k in Saturday to try and get like top two hundred, and you run that like Winter Royale had I think two running customs uh, throughout the window of time. And then that will be like Sundays to get you to worlds. Like that would That'd be, be nuts. wild, like, be bro. So nuts. And I don't care. Like don't, don't air or broadcast Friday. If, if it's like a budget thing, right? Like scratch that broadcast top 1500 and broadcast that custom Sunday, dude. Like I want to get there so, and I want to see that, but that's another story. Now, that storyline like, is like, yeah, let's finish this world cup. And then, you know, the, the future's crazy, bro, man. Do you know how much Keemstar probably hates you right now for suggesting that Epic actually does hey, a Fortnite Friday? <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, you know how much he hates you right now? Oh, uh, man. Um, no, but, um, you know, I, I definitely, I definitely agree. I, I think they can continue and I think they will. Right. I think the coolest thing about this is Epic's not in this for a one-time Worlds event. Like, everybody thought, okay, they're going to give $100 because they had this big influx of their game. And then maybe after $100 it's like, whatever. Like, we'll let third parties move on. Don't invest $100 million, then disappear. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, it's not a hit it and quit it, bro. That's a, that's a merry... <laughs> Yeah, 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 put a ring on it. Yeah, there. This is this is a long long term relationship, I believe, uh, and what we're going to see for many years of competitive Fortnite. Um, let's go ahead and jump into you know we mentioned a little bit, but the meta of the game. I want to take a few moments before we get out of here and talk about the meta and currently where it's at. You know, we had the removal removal of the pump shotgun earlier this season. Um, you know, we've had vehicles come in and out. You know, mobility changed quite a bit. Uh, we have the storm flip back in the game, which, you know, shy before the game, the, the show started, you said it was your favorite best, you know, leveled <laughs> weapon of all time, you know, uh, that it's, it's so perfectly balanced now when they brought it back. So, 
Come I, on. You know, I, want, I want to talk a little bit about this, about your love for the storm flip. But, uh, I mean, walk us through from the competitive side uh, in the community. What was going through everybody's head when Pump came out? Why was there so much hate? And then all of a sudden there's kind of been this this adoption of, okay, we can love the combat shotgun, right? We can, we can marry, we'll, we'll be okay. Uh, what's, what has that been like internally with the competitive community? And, 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 you know, we see the things on, on Twitter, but what, why did it mean so much? So let's put it in an analogy, right? Uh, pretend like you're a, a knight from the medieval times, right? You got a house, cool wife, horses, you got the armor. Um, and then like, you know, over, let's say, Eight months, like, you know, they, they chip at your armor. You get your house taken by the bank. They take your wife. You always got your sword, right? The sword's been there. It's been there to defend you through the hardest times. You can always lean back on that sword. Yeah, the sword gets chipped. It gets sharpened. You know, at the end of the day, you always have that one little thing to lean on. So over eight seasons, all the changes, map changes, no matter what, the, the ebb and flow of the game always revolved around finishing people off with a pump. Um, you know, you have the pump and then everything else is different in your, in your build, your loadout. Um, what happened was they just took away the knight's sword. What does he do now? How does he defend himself? How do you, how do you relearn the mechanics you've been building up over literally the entire time you've been alive, right? right. In the scene. Um, it's, it, it's like if they, if call of duty just took out aiming, right. Uh, like, like, and, and then there was a, a competition a week later, like uh, who would adapt, right? Like how does that work? That's, that's basically, I think why people, um, we're mad is just box fights um the, the damage you would take on height the patterns of the game just revolved so much around the pump um and that being taken out just shook a lot of things up upset people they realized you know this combat shotgun's cool but i'm used to box fighting up editing stairs and one pumping right. people i can't do that um you know uh i gotta play differently i gotta move differently i just have to be a different person it's not me it's not Fortnite in a sense i think that's why a lot of people were upset um yeah, that's that, that's I think, I think that was the general thing around the pump. No, that makes sense. I mean, it obviously plays in. The, it seems like the community has now kind of adapted this combat shotgun. Do you think you, the the shotgun fights are in a good place? I think the combat's a lot stronger than the pump, personally. Um, and I think that they're it they're they're so different and weird now compared to before. Before it was like um, it was a lot more like a fighting game, like footsies in terms of like you know I shoot, you build, I edit, you pre shoot. Uh, et cetera, et cetera. Now it's like some people just avoid those types of fights altogether. Shotguns, like the, their average distance for a kill, in my opinion, from what I see is like 20 meters plus half the time in the end game. Um, it's, it's a lot, it's a lot, lot different now than it was before. I'm not sure if it's in a better place, um, but it's for sure a different, more dynamic place than it was before. Makes sense. Makes sense. Mm. I want to just say this. I jumped into storm wars with the, uh, the pump on and man, I felt so, like, I felt like I was terrible at the game. Just yeah. Your, you know, your brain says, Oh, I can shoot and do a lot of damage from here. That pump does not like literally dude. the combat will dump on the pump. And I got into arguments on this on Twitter. It's just because like nine out of 10 situations, dude, the combat is ju like just stronger. You mm -hmm. just have that box fight, that edit, right? That that opportunity for for the one and done and all that good stuff. The stinging uh, of the pump, but like outside of that, and like maybe maybe the wall buster, you know, like the fact that the pump can just like wall bust pretty pretty crazy. You get the wall really weak. It's it's, it's a powerful play, but outside of that, like the combat is just crazy. So um, I don't know if even the combat just like made the game better overall. Like it, like I think more people are just getting like 
own, dude. Like you get punished hard by the combat because of range. So yeah, it uh, makes you work on your game sense a lot because like these late games, if you, if your arm is outside your car window, that thing's coming off. Like you have to, you have to be protected or protected at all times. You have to, you have to be on top of your game um, faster than before too. We got one week left. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. With one week left and Stormflip back in the game, I just want to get y'all's predictions of what we're going to see if this is there this weekend. Like, if if this is in game this weekend, <sighs> what are we going to see? What 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 is going to happen? How is this going to play out? I'm not casting week ten. I'll be doing the pro AM. So, <laughs> <laughs> yo, shout out shout out to Bala if you're casting week ten. <laughs> and uh, all the fallen soldiers, love you guys. <laughs> Shy, what do you think? What do you think we're gonna see? Like, is it gonna be pretty ridiculous? Like, everybody's gonna hold these till end game, and it's just gonna be an all-out war. Like, what's? It's not even the damage; it's just the confusion. Like, when I'm in there, it's like some Stranger Things. Like, I, I don't know what's going on. Like, I, I'm watching like Game of Thrones starting on season five, episode yeah. three. Like, I don't know where the storm is, where I'm supposed to move. On top of that, taking damage, um, it's gonna be chaos, and mobility is gonna matter more than ever before. Like, you know, you talk about. I don't have rotation. I'm screwed. Now you don't have rotation or HP and your screen's blue. Like it's, it's over. Like um, it's, it's going to be very interesting to see how they spin it on the mainstream and um, how, how people look at it and react on, you know, is social media. Is it going to be more important to have high ground at the end game than it was before? Abs- absolutely. But at the same time, like it almost, high, it almost, yeah. Like, like, you know, high gets storm flipped, low gets storm flipped, <laughs> mid gets storm flipped. I'm flipping in my chair, IRL. Like, I, I, I don't know what's going on. Like the thing is, yeah. Like the thing is like, if the guy on high ground has a storm flip then whoever's in mid ground is ripped, dude. Right. Like, yeah, it, it just, it's a it, dude. It flushes everyone out. And mm. like you said, it's the confusion, man. When you're in the box and you just get like enveloped, you don't know. You, you can't just go left. You can't just go right. <laughs> There's people everywhere. Right. Yeah. And, it's and like you don't know where the yeah. safety of the zone is. And then it goes backwards. You got to like kind of retrace your steps. Like, it gets really uh, weird, man. Well, it sounds like, like with, with the with the with the pump, right? Like everyone used to move a certain way and it's instinct. Like, you know, I'm going to take this fight this way. When, when Monster mentioned, you know, switching off the combat to the pump, like you can't do the same stuff. When when I'm taking storm damage, I look at the mini map, I see where safe zone is, and I move that way instinctively. But I like can. now, the storm's there, right? So right. it's like you're screwed. Yeah. So it's so hard to like get your brain out of that Man. fight or flight response. Well, it's gonna be interesting to see how uh, how it turns out this weekend. Uh, you know, shout out to to all the casters, and everybody playing. You know, I, I also think there's gonna be some probably really great plays. Right, we'll probably see some really incredible <laughs> things that uh, that are gonna occur. But if you want to call it that, man, we're gonna get some highlights. That's for it's sure. It's gonna be some highlights. <laughs> it's gonna be a lot of fun, especially for those not playing but just watching. It'll be a lot of fun to uh, to see Twitter literally enrage itself this weekend if Stormflip is there. Uh, well, before we get out of here, let's get a quick tip and trick from Shadow Wager, real quick. Do we have tips? Of course. And do we have tricks? Oh, yes, we do. All right, so Shia, <laughs> jump in here, man. Tell us a little bit about timing and why timing is so important in Fortnite. Um, yeah, Monster said it multiple times. I've said it, you've said it. Game Sense, this podcast, um, has come up a lot. And I think the biggest thing with Game Sense is timing. Uh, it's dope to know that two plus two is four, but knowing when to say it and you know when to apply that knowledge is the the dopest part about it. Um, I've been doing these cool things these multi POV water views where I can see two perspectives of the same players in the same game at the same time. 
And um, they both end up actually making the same type of plays in terms of, you know, you get in the zone, you box up and you shoot back, except one person does it later. Um, and it actually works out better for them compared to the other ah. person. So everyone watches these VOD reviews. Like, oh, you know, uh, this is the biggest thing. Um, Atlantis, a scrims discord that everyone uses nowadays, has gone to shambles because of uh, clicks and dubs. Because people watch their VODs. They see that they just, you know, push people in boxes, try to take their walls, get the elim, play the game. That's dope. Knowing when to do it is important, right? Doing it at these random times that forces storm fights, it ruins both games for everyone. It ruins practice. But just knowing the proper timing to do specific things, you know, when you can actually funnel people in, uh, when you should rotate, when you actually, you know, waterfall, it's dope to know how to do these things. But the timing is how you implement it and then like kind of burn it in your brain in terms of when to use it. And, you know, um, yeah, I, th I think that's what people should kind of focus on. See, jot down literal times that people will, you know, take a rift um rotate start expanding good i'm um, looking at the yeah. surroundings yeah timing's a big something, big, big something thing. that you think about a lot in strategy games but you don't necessarily think a lot about unless you get to a really high level in a, in a shooter or uh you know any type of other competitive game besides um you know these these strategy games you know normal you know starcraft they know what to do at every minute right if they're not on pace they know how to catch back up and it's the same thing uh that you kind of got to look at sounds like in Fortnite that can also come to your benefit timing timing everybody yep. Moss, you got anything to throw in there on timing yeah absolutely um the perfect way to know if your timing is absolutely horrendous and competitive put a launch pad down and if you jump on it and you get hit by everyone in the server you literally try to launch pad like a textbook launch pad competitive you cannot like run by the rules you have to be innovative your timing has to be perfect if you're late with your launch pad everyone's already set up they beat you to the punch on their rotation first and that's why you get punished so when people like Oh, this is calm. I, I just padded. You get hit by everyone on the server? Yeah, because you waited till zero second and then the storm, quote unquote, move. When everyone, naturally, if you read the book of comp, says, hey, people are moving now. That's why you were focused. Do it five seconds earlier. They're not looking yet. The tick hasn't triggered. You know, the sound hasn't went off. You right. know, it, it's, it's just timing. Um, Perfect way, again, review people that get like burned on a launch pad and then watch how soon everyone before that person moved already and were set up and why that guy was left back there by himself. And he got like blazed out the sky. That's Ooh. probably the best way I could put it. Yeah. No, work on your timing for sure. I think that's uh, it's one I got a little bit of work to do as well as definitely working on my timing. Well, guys, as always, man, thank you so much for listening. We hope you guys enjoyed the show. Shoot us a review on iTunes. Leave us a comment on Podbean. Send all your complaints directly to Monster D Face at the Fortnite Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you like and what you dislike about the show. Shio, tell everybody where they can find you throughout the week and you know where they can grab your content at. Uh, for sure. Twitter at Shia Wager. That has one G um in the wager. Uh it's uh yeah, don't it's not Shia Wagger, like I said. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not. It's Shia Wager, <laughs> so everybody knows. Yeah, yeah. He posts uh tips and tricks there, uh, you know, patch predictions and whatnot. And then on my Twitch, it's also Shia Wager. We do VOD reviews, we play the game, have some fun times. Those are the main places. Monster, tell me where they can find you throughout the week as well. Yep, as always, guys, at Monster D Face on all social medias. You know, you you, you pick your poison. Um, and preferably find my content on YouTube. It's up 24-7. Lately, just mix it up with vlogs. We're we're on the trip. We're doing the we're doing casting and all that good stuff. So catch you guys in the next one. Guys, thank you so much. Sorry that this episode came late to you, but guys, thank you so much for hanging out with us and for being here with us. Child man, thank you so much for, for coming on. Sorry, words are hard, bro. 
I'll make sure I never call you Shia <laughs> Wagger again. It is wager. Uh, I, I know where my G's go. I promise. It's, they're, they're in there. I Hooked on Phonics did work for me, okay? It did, just not in this instance. Yeah, you flexing your age there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, as always, and until next time, dance out those kills and boast in those victory royales. <laughs>